What is up, everybody? This is Paige from the Cathartic Podcast, a name that might not last very much longer, but I figured why not use it? If you don't know what cathartic means, look it up. You have Google, you have Yahoo Search, whatever else is out there that you can look up words and other crap if you so wish to. <clears throat> but the Cathartic Podcast, welcome to the very first episode. Hopefully many, many more will follow after this. Here we'll talk about basically anything and everything but religion and politics. We'll be misogynistic. We'll be a prick. We'll be an asshole. Probably go on long tangents about nothing. Probably go on long bird walks that go in circles and get you nowhere. But that's what makes this so much fun. And I look forward to doing it for hopefully a long time. And if you don't like it, best part is you don't have to subscribe. If you do like it, best part is you can subscribe. This is kind of a heads up. I do like the sound of my own voice. So the first couple episodes will probably just be me talking. Sorry. But most of our topics are going to probably revolve around college football. Football in general. Maybe some fitness stuff. Maybe some music. Maybe some movies. Life in general. Maybe that asshole who ran the red light yesterday and almost hit me. And then flipped me off and honk a horn at him. Maybe I'll rant and rave about that old fucking man. But maybe I'll save that for the next podcast. So this very first podcast, we just came out of rivalry weekend in college football. It's Alabama-Auburn. Florida State, Florida. Not really going to talk about that. That was not much to talk about. USC and Notre Dame. Yeah. USC held on for a little bit. Clemson, South Carolina. Michigan, Ohio State. And those are just some I can think of off the top of my head. We're also going to talk about a little bit about some coaching changes. This recently, Mac Brown just gets hired at University of North Carolina, who, hired, who fired Larry Fedora over the weekend. I mean, granted, Larry Fedora was probably on the hot seat after he said some uh, semi-controversial things about CTE early in the year at the ACC uh, preseason interviews. I shouldn't say semi-controversial. Controversial. I mean, they were <clears throat> we, we talked to or we listened to a lot of the news outlets. So it was pretty controversial. I mean, so bad, I believe the AD had to come out and uh, put out some fires. Let's say how you, they don't, University of North Carolina doesn't endorse what Fedora said. So he's already kind of on the hot seat. And I think the way the season ended probably didn't help him out. The gentleman up in Kansas. Can't think of his name at the moment. I should know this. Well, now it's Les Miles. That's a little different. David Beatty, that was his name. I had to go through the roll of decks in my head and who the hell it was. I mean, it was Kansas, for God's sakes. Who, for, who remembers that Kansas is a football program until David Beattie gets fired? How long was he at Kansas? He was at Kansas for a couple years, was he not? Several years? And then 2015, he got hired at Kansas in 2015. I mean, he won six games. But how many games has Kansas won since before that? I think his downfall was Jeff Long coming in. Jeff Long, I believe, came from Arkansas. Uh, left when... Uh, Bulimia, Bulimia, whatever his name was. Bulimia, wow. Really fucked up his name. <clears throat> was fired. Bulimia? There's the B. I'm going to butcher a lot of people's names. I know who the hell they are. Bellama. Bilama. Bilama. There we go. I'll fucking figure it out eventually. Bilama. But I understand why he did. But now he's he's, he's an employee here somewhere. Small. But I think Beatty's downfall was when Long was 
brought in. Doesn't say much. I mean, let's, let's just face it. Kansas is a basketball school. I say North Carolina is a basketball school. Duke is a basketball school. They do basketball. Well, North Carolina, I think, also does soccer and Kansas, not Kansas, Duke does lacrosse. Does Kansas do anything else? Maybe like meat judging or something, which apparently you can get a scholarship for. I don't know if you can get it at Kansas, but I know like Oklahoma State and AMs and all of them, you can get scholarships for. That's for a different show. Let me not go into a huge bird walk, which I will have a tendency to doing, so I apologize in advance. But looking at Kansas, North Carolina, Duke doesn't isn't changing coaches. I'm just throwing Duke in there because it's another school that you can compare to as a basketball school with other little good at other uh, areas, other sports such as lacrosse. I think they're also pretty good at women's basketball as well. They're happy when the football program does well. Matter of fact, I think most people are happy when the football program does well because it means it's another, it's more competition in the ACC. North Carolina hasn't been too too bad, as which is probably a dumb thing for me to say. They've always, in my book, they've always kind of been in the middle, mediocre. They're going to get a couple wins. They're going to upset some people. But they're never really going to go out there and be a contender year in and year out. In my unhumble opinion. Especially when you're in the same division. Not the same conference. I mean, look at the conference. It's, it's Clemson. Boston College is on the way back up. I hope they come up. Florida State, who had a bad year this year. Syracuse, who surprised people. I think Syracuse is always kind of waning in the weeds. And that's just an Atlantic division. Look at the Coastal Division, which North Carolina is in. North Carolina, I think, won, won a game this year. I think they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, they beat Pittsburgh, the same team as in the ACC championship against Clemson this weekend. But they're in the Coastal Division with the powerhouses of Chirp Chirp. Teams that should be powerhouses. That's more like it. Miami, what the fuck? Virginia Tech, you lost to Old Dominion. What the fuck? Georgia Tech. Uh, I want to see Georgia Tech be successful. I want to see Virginia be successful. I like seeing Pittsburgh being successful. I'll love to see Pittsburgh win this weekend, but we'll, we'll talk about that later on. So North Carolina fires Fedora. They went 2-9 and nine this year. Who they beat? Western Carolina. Who else did they beat? Pittsburgh. At home. At three. And then they lost to everybody else. I mean, they lost to East Carolina. Not taking anything away from East Carolina. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say East Carolina's a bad team. But they got smoked by East Carolina. Smoked. East Carolina finished the season 3-8. and eight. So, they fire Fedora for the third time, or fourth time I've said today. And they bring in Mac Brown. Didn't see that one coming. I didn't realize he was only 67. I thought he was in the 70s. Are they trying to be a little nostalgia? Are they trying to bring back the good old days when Mac Brown was the head coach there? That's all fine and dandy. But let's take a look at when Mac Brown coached there. When did he coach at North Carolina? 88 to 97? Shit, some of the parents of these kids weren't even alive yet. That's probably, that's, extent, that's way exaggerated. But 88 to 97. Holy crap. Their parents may may have been alive, but they were in fucking diapers. We're looking talking about three decades ago. Over three decades ago, he coached North Carolina. Not the same North Carolina team. Not the same North Carolina school. It's been five years since he was let go of Texas. We kind of see what they've kind of fallen into. Herman's a different animal. I'm not going to get into Herman or anything like that. I think Strong was a good coach. I think Strong was a good, solid hire. I understand the hire. It just sucks that he couldn't seem to get things done. 
Herman comes in. We'll see what Herman does. I mean, they're, they're in the Big 12 championship this weekend against Oklahoma. We'll talk about that a little later on in the show. But Mac Brown, where are all the young coaches at? You have Mac Brown going to UNC. You have Les Miles going to Kansas. Two schools who are trying to get out of the cellar. Two schools are trying to make football a staple in all of their athletics. Les Brown is 65. Les Brown, Les Miles is 65. He's only two years younger than Mac Brown. Couldn't tell, honestly, in my opinion. How are there no young coaches, no young offensive coordinators, no young up-and-coming coaches hidden somewhere? You're going the old-school route. Nothing's wrong with that. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you shouldn't hire old coaches. But the stability isn't going to be there. I mean, granted, I think nowadays we live in a world that you don't need stability in college sports. You look at coaches leave when their better opportunity shows up. They get fired when they turn a school around, <clears throat> win a couple of games, almost beat Texas a couple of times. We did beat Texas, but new AD and they want something more. We're at a time when college kids will just transfer because of playing time, lack of playing time. So I don't think the stability issue that I hear some people talking about, oh, there's no stability, they're old, da, 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 da. I don't think kids care anymore. They understand that maybe four years of their life, maybe they'll be there. If they don't get shit handed to them, they're going to transfer. There's no stability there. Talk about stability at the coaching position. You're not going to have stability on the field. Oh, I'm butter because the coach yelled at me, so I'm going to transfer. Oh, I can transfer now and only miss this year because I didn't play four games? So I can redshirt and count, lose my, count that as a transfer year? Oh. Okay. Or, on the other side, ah, I just took this Mac school to another Mac championship. I've won double-digit wins every year. i got an SEC school calling my name. I'm going to take off for that. And that's accepted. So this whole idea of, well, Mac Brown is old. Les Miles is old. There's going to be no stability. Who cares? I don't think college kids care about stability. I don't think the players give a shit about stability. They want to go in there. They want to play. Now, on the other hand... Matt Brown's been out for five years. He went from Texas to now UNC, Texas. Should be easy to recruit at. You should control Texas. If you are University of Texas, you should control Texas and get, keep all that talent in Texas and be able to poach off of Louisiana, out of California, out of Florida, out of Oklahoma, and probably out of Ohio. You should be able to poach all those places. But the majority of your talent should be Texas. And it's not hard to recruit in Texas. I hear about AM. AM's got good, good recruiting, recruiting classes. AM's a different story. I'm not a Jimbo Fisher fan. I wonder how soon those wheels are going to fall off like they did at Florida State. <clears throat> how soon is he going to jump ship for a bigger contract elsewhere? Because his buddy went there. Again, that's neither here nor there at the moment. North Carolina, I know nothing about the facilities. So I'm not going to sit here and, and say they have the best facilities or they have mediocre facilities or they have good facilities. I have no clue. I've never been in North Carolina. I've driven past Chapel Hill. I lived in North Carolina for a year and a half of my life, maybe two years. A lot of it I don't remember. Never went to a game, though. That wasn't very smart of me. Can Mac Brown do it? That's going to be the fun part. Can Mac Brown do it? Can Mac Brown go in there, get them to win six games? If he can go 6-6 six and six next year or 6-7 and seven next year with the bowl game or 7-6 next year with the bowl game, success. I just wonder how much he is able to overcome and adapt. Can he, can he adapt? Five years ago, he coached Texas. Again, probably you should control Texas with ease if you're the head coach at the University of Texas. You are the flagship university in the state. You are the star in the lone, of the Lone Star State. You should get every fucking player in Texas to come play for you. You shouldn't even have to show up. You should just give them a call. Send them a letter. 
send them a fucking text. Here's a text scholarship to the University of Texas, and they should reply yes. And that's how easy it should be to recruit at Texas. North Carolina is in Texas. You're kind of stuck in the limbo over there. There's recruits in North Carolina. There's recruits in South Carolina, in Virginia, in East Tennessee. Not as many as Texas or Florida or California. Is Mac going to be able to go out there and recruit the kids from Florida, the kids from Georgia, from Alabama, Louisiana? Those are hotbeds of recruits, hotbeds of great players. I'm really interested to see what he does and how he does. I don't know. This isn't. God, no. this isn't a long-term fix. Of course, he's you know, in his 67. He's 67, maybe 68. It's not a long fix. This is something that you go in there, you ride the ship, he rides off into the sunset, and you bring in a young coach. I believe Mac has an easier task than Les Miles. I believe there's a lot of talent on the North Carolina team. I just don't think they played to their potential. There's no way this should have ended the season uh, to a 10 with one. So Les Miles has, has a challenge on his hands. At least in North Carolina, yes, it is a, a, football, a basketball school. It is a basketball school. And it is a soccer school. And they have lacrosse as well. <clears throat> but they definitely have more publicity for football than Kansas. Again, I think people forgot that Kansas even had a football team. I think Dave Beatty went into a situation that he had high hopes for. And I believe... With this, with the new AD, the new AD wanted someone to bring his own guy in. I'm surprised uh, he didn't go hire Brett Bielema again. I could have seen that over less miles, just because Long and Bielema have, have, have uh, experience in history together at Arkansas. But they go the less miles route. Less miles, I mean, he was good at LSU. I think he was better at Oklahoma State. I think he went to a situation at LSU where, to me, it's a lot like Texas, a lot like Alabama. You should go out there and you should be fighting for those five-star recruits. <clears throat> Your roster should be full of ESPN top 300 prospects, or recruits, anyways. You should control the state of Louisiana in eastern Texas. I think LSU, they had a lot of years where they had you know, top 20 recruiting classes, maybe top 10, top 5 recruiting classes. They were fighting Alabama for recruits. But we got Nick Saban, who is a fucking master recruiter, and you're still scoring big-name recruits, Fournette comes to mind off the top of my head. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. I mean, he's a pro bowler. All from LSU. Both of them from LSU. Uh, Peterson. Corner over at, uh, he's from LSU, isn't he? The Pine Badger. He's no longer with Arizona. I don't think. I think he moved on from Arizona. All from LSU. They had good players at LSU. I just think Les Miles has a very conservative streak in him. But sometimes they'll surprise you. They'll go fourth down while he's chewing on his grass. But he has an uphill battle. Just hands down, he has an uphill battle at Kansas. Hands down. Between him and Mac Brown, I see Mac Brown having more success. I think North Carolina has a deeper cupboard. There's uneducated guess, uneducated assumption, but I think they have a deeper cupboard than Kansas. Now, I don't know how well BD recruited at Kansas. So I don't, he might have recruited very well. It's hard to recruit in Kansas. Kansas. Because it's Kansas. Unless you're a basketball team, or a basketball player. One saving grace, I think, is for less miles, anyways, is the fact that he can probably jump down into Texas and snag some kids from underneath Herman and uh, Riley's noses. Snag those kids that just that kind of fly underneath their radar. I mean, he's got to have connections. With the LSU, there's got to be connections in Texas, at least East Texas, the Houston area, maybe San Antonio. 
for me to make some connections with Dallas. <clears throat> but he's got a challenge ahead of him. I don't know why all of a sudden Kansas seems to care about football. That's a new one on me. But they got less miles. Is he a quick fix? I don't know. He came out and said that they're going to win this first year. Oh, he thinks that they can win the first this first year. That's going to be fun to see. Good luck on that one. Now, I like Les Miles. Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I like Les Miles. I think I kind of liked him more because his son played at Nebraska. And later on, I will go on my... Actually, I don't, I don't go to Nebraska right yet. I'm a big Nebraska fan. But his son went there. Then was granted his uh, release from the program because Scott Frost doesn't use a fullback. And his son was a fullback. Which fit perfect. And Mike Riley's offense, but Riley's gone. Kind of good riddance. They kind of sucked. But anyways, the hero there on that one as well. So, the coaching changes. Mac Brown, Les Miles, both have jobs. Where are the young coaches? Where are those coordinators? I already talked about it a couple minutes ago. Where the fuck are they? Why is North Carolina going after a young guy, an old guy? Why is Kansas going after an old guy? Kansas is, has no tradition in football whatsoever. They need to change fucking directions. I guess the only thing I can think of is at Kansas, if Les Miles has a successful season or seasons, the likelihood of him going somewhere else is something on Because no one else, no big name school, is going to want to go after a high 60-year-old head coach. Same thing in North Carolina. I think Mac Brown is going to stay in North Carolina. I think he's done. I, I, don't, I don't think he's moving on at North Carolina. Les Miles, does he have a little false sense that this will be another stepping stone for a bigger job? I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't talk to him. I haven't heard anything. I'm not rumors. It's just conspiracy theories. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe he just wanted to get back into coaching, and this is where he and they, just, they, him, uh, they offered him a job. They offered him an opportunity to come in and coach again, and he took it. Perfect. 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 Hey! Do you like apparel and shit? Do you like hats? T-shirts? Rash guards? Sweatshirts? Phone covers? And fucking comfortable tank tops? Then go to catharticapparel.com that's catharticapparel.com. Yeah, if you're looking for some cool stuff, catharticapparel.com. Promo code MYCATHARSIS618 will get you free shipping. Again, that's MYCATHARSIS618 for free shipping on all orders. Go to catharticapparel.com for some pretty decent other stuff. So let's not forget that Three years ago, 2015, you have North Carolina going to the ACC championship. The first year, first year Clemson goes to the national championship. Remember that game? That was a very controversial game. There were several plays, several penalties in that game that made it feel like Clemson had the referees and the ACC in their back pockets. The ACC can get a representative in the playoffs. That was a close game. Eight points. And of course, the next year, I think North Carolina ends up three and nine. Then this year, two and ten. So Fedora's out, and it comes Mac Brown. Now, earlier I said that I believe that North Carolina has some talent hiding in there. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I can't sit here and say I know exactly what they have. 
I wish I could. Even if they have one of the worst rosters in the country, I still believe it's an easier job than what Les Miles has at Kansas State. I believe Mac Brown should have that team going in the right direction. He's done it before. Kind of did it at Texas. Now he has another shot. Les Miles has a steeper climb. Mac? Eh. I don't know if it's steep. I don't think it's going to be easy for him, but it's definitely going to be easier than Kansas. I could be wrong. I can see here three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, and see Kansas having a much better record than North Carolina. I would be shocked. Now eat my own words. Now, who takes over that Texas Tech job? Does Cliff Kingsbury go to North Carolina, which has kind of been a sentiment I've been hearing, I've been reading about? Does Gene Chisnick come out of the blue and go to North Carolina and coach the defense for Mac Brown? How awesome would that be? Gene Chisnick goes into an awesome situation at Auburn. Leads him to a national championship. Gets fired what, a year or two later. Cliff Kingsbury. Pretty damn good offensive mind. I don't think he was a bad head coach. And he was coaching at Texas Tech. You got to remember what they went through. All the bullshit with Mike Leach. Wrong or right, all the bullshit that, went, that came up with Mike Leach. Him being unceremoniously fired over, what was it, Greg James and his bullshit? Where's he at now? Oh, yeah, I forgot he ran for some Congress or Senate or some bullshit. But to the here nor there. Who takes over Tech? I don't think Venable from Clemson is going to take over Tech. He's got a son at Clemson. And I truly think he's waiting for Bill Snyder. In Kansas State, in my personal and humble opinion. Since he did go to Kansas State, he played at Kansas State, to my knowledge. So who takes over that tech job? There's a couple of different names out there. There's a lot of different names. Shit, there were a lot of different names for the UNC job. You know whose name wasn't on the lists of the UNC job? Mac Brown. And now you see Mac as the head coach of UNC again. What up with the, what's going on in the Big Ten in Louisville? Hey, do you like apparel and shit? Do you like hats, t-shirts, rash guards, sweatshirts, phone covers, and fucking comfortable tank tops? Then go to catharticapparel.com. That's catharticapparel.com. Yeah, if you're looking for some cool stuff, catharticapparel.com. Promo code MyCatharsis618 will get you free shipping. Again, that's MyCatharsis618 for free shipping on all orders. Go to catharticapparel.com for some pretty decent other stuff. So, Brom, 
is he staying or is he going? I mean, he did come out and say that he wants to stay at Purdue. Okay. But he has ties to Louisville. I think he's from Louisville. His dad coached in Louisville, I believe. His whole family's in Louisville. On paper, he looks like a good fit. In history, he looks like a good fit. Look at the success Louisville had or started having. Braun was a part of that. But he's got something going good at Purdue. I mean, granted, a 6-6 six six season so far. So far. But it's Purdue. Who expected Purdue to be 6-6? Six and six? Who expected Purdue to blow the fuck out of Ohio State? Who expected Purdue to finish what, second or third in the West? The Western Division of Big Ten, by the way. Who expected Purdue to have one of the most electric freshmen in the country? I mean, let's face it. We haven't talked about Purdue since Drew Brees was a quarterback there. Think about that. And Drew Brees has been in the NFL for, what, 18 years? He's almost 40, if he's not 40 already. And then Brom comes in. This Purdue fucking says sucked. It makes him eligible for the second straight year, I want to say. The Purdue team that really has kind of been the pushover until Brom got there. Now, I'm not going to see here and knock on the other old coaching staff. I don't know anything about them. Couldn't even tell you their names. Every time I thought of Purdue, I always thought of let's throw the ball around, score a lot of points in the driving snow, in knee-high grass, and see what happens. That's what I've always thought of Purdue. I guess I still do. But now, oh, they have, they have the P on their helmet. Can't forget that part. But now, you got a Purdue team that could win another bowl. Could win with the second straight bowl game. Yeah, second straight. They went 7-6 last year. 3-9 the year before. 2-10 the year before that. And we're going to go about to 2014. 3-9. I mean, if you go back six seasons... The last time Purdue won six games or more was way back in 2012. Way back in 2012. Then they go 1 and 11, 3 and 9, 2 and 10, 3 and 9, and then poof, Jeff Brom comes in. 7 and 6. Second year, 6 and 6. If he's not a good coach, then I don't know what the hell he is. Because let's face it. You go into a situation like Purdue, you lead them to two straight bowl games. Before that, you're a Western Kentucky. And did a pretty damn good job there, too. At Western Kentucky. Don't know what his record was at Western Kentucky off the top of my head. And I'm not going to sit here and dig through it. But he goes he goes to Purdue in, what, 2017? In the 16, he, he goes to Purdue. So in two years... He's going to finish off with over 500 record in two years. Well, maybe 500, actually. It depends on how what happens in the bowl game. But does he want to go to Louisville? Because he's a great coach. I mean, like I've already said it before, he's a fucking great coach. He goes into a situation at Purdue, a team that hasn't even won double digits combined. And in two years, he's 13 and 12, which doesn't sound impressive. But if you look at where he's doing it, 
I mean, look at yeah, look at where he's doing. He's in Indiana. He's fighting with Notre Dame for the top prospects. He's fighting with Ohio State. He's fighting with Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, shit, Nebraska now with Scott Frost there. I'm a big Nebraska fan, like I said earlier. They're on the way up. On top of that, he's got Penn State. He's going to be coming over there. And granted, Indiana really isn't the hotbed of college football uh, recruits. But when that solid recruit comes up, look at everybody he has to fight against. And, yeah, I mean, he's got the Mac, too, to fight with. You know, the Mac. But Florida, Texas, you go to where the hotbeds are. And now, after two years, two straight bowl games, will he go to Louisville where his home is, where his history is? That's the question. Where will he go? Will he stay? Will he go? And all you Louisville fans, those of you who just kind of came on to this, let me ask you this. Yeah, Louisville, their prodigal son is Braum. They want Braum. They want their, the, the, the bringing back the glory days. The Scott Frost effect. Again, reverting back to Nebraska. I understand that. But as a Nebraska fan, you have no idea how exciting it's been knowing that Scott Frost not just came back to his alma mater, but came back home. I'm not even from Nebraska. You can't even say he came back home, but he went back home. And he's brought the excitement back. And he's told it as it is. He didn't sugarcoat shit for us. Hey, we've hit rock bottom. We might have a little more place, more space to go. Is that what you're looking for? We get it for with Brom. I, I don't doubt that one bit. I don't doubt that one bit. But my question to you is do you if you're a Brom, yes, it is your alma mater. Yes, it is your home. But do you really want to go to a place that is as dysfunctional as Louisville is right now? You have scandals in the two biggest sports in the world. Well, in the U.S. anyways. College basketball and college football. Do you want to go fight with that? Do you want to go deal with that? Could he bring stability? Sure. Of course he could. Will he? I hope so. And if he does, whoever takes over the Purdue job... It's going to be dancing in the streets if you look at what he has coming back. If you look at that roster, especially that they're, they're outstanding freshmen. I mean, God, I don't know how the hell his his name is slipping my mind right now. There's dynamic players all over the place, in my opinion. Now, I don't know the roster off the top of my head, so I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say that they're going to be magnificent next year with Brom or without Brom, but... If anybody who watches football knows, sometimes you just need the one or two dynamic offensive players, and you're almost unstoppable. Almost. I mean, look at Rondell Moore. That's a kid I'll try to remember his name. Look at what he's done. He, he if he's not freshman of the year, then Taylor, not Taylor, then Martinez is from Nebraska. I don't know why I want to say Taylor. Yeah, it's Taylor, isn't it? James ended that part out. But Moore should be freshman of the year. If it's not Moore or Deidre Martinez from Nebraska. Because I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. In the Big 12. Or Big 10. God damn it. In the Big 10. That was like dynamic. I think Taylor from Wisconsin. I, don't think, I think he's a sophomore this year. What a year he's quietly having. He has one more year left. He didn't register. He has one more year left. He's going to break 2,000 yards. 
this year. I think he already has, he almost has 2,000 already. 1,989 yards. He's going to fucking break that in the bowl game. Another awesome running back at Wisconsin. What happened to Wisconsin? They were supposed to win the West. Instead, we have Northwestern winning the West? What the fuck? Am I missing something? How does Wisconsin finish third in the Big Ten West? Five and four. What the hell? On top of that, how the hell does Wisconsin get blown out by Minnesota? And that, I mean, it was a literally a blowout. I mean, it's 37-15. How the fuck do you allow that to happen? How do you then go to, before that, go to Penn State? I get to Penn State team that really isn't all that good this year, in my opinion. And lose to them by 12. How do you not score 50 on Rutgers? Well, I guess you should ask Michigan State that as well. Another what-the-fuck moment. You get blown up by Michigan? Don't get me started on Michigan and Ohio State. I think I already talked about Michigan. No, I don't know if I talked about Michigan yet. My mind goes five different thousand places to five different thousand. That's a good word for you all. Yeah. Try to <laughs> fucking define what the fuck happened to Michigan. You want to know what happened to Michigan? Overrated. Or, oh, hell no, State just decided to pop up and actually play. Week 12, why not show up and play? I mean, you already got embarrassed by Purdue. That now nah, we don't want to show up. We'll struggle against an undermanned Nebraska team. We'll struggle against an undermanned Maryland team. We'll struggle against an offense-inept Michigan State team. Oh, we're playing Michigan now? Oh, fuck, we're going to show up. And we're going to score the most points ever scored in the rivalry. What? Really? And we're going to do that with the 103rd rated rushing attack in the country. 103rd ranked. What the hell? Are they going to beat Northwestern? I hope not. I'm not a Ohio State fan. Northwestern is a defensive-minded team, seems like. <laughs> One of the worst offenses in the country. And they're a defensive-minded team. Looking back at my rankings here for offense, and I don't think I chose the right site to get the information about Ohio State's rushing attack, but it hasn't been good. Rushing attack did come on a lot against Nebraska, which really, who hasn't? Nebraska's rushing defense has been horrid. Since Pliny. Again, Ohio State still almost lost that game. Did come on against Michigan. I don't know about Michigan State. They didn't watch that game. I was too busy ripping my hair out watching Nebraska. <clears throat> but what happened? What the hell went up? What happened in the Big, Big Ten this year? Everybody had it. Oh, the champion of the Big Ten should come out of the East. Still, still might. But the team that came out of the West, no one expected no one expected Northwestern to come out of the West. Northwestern, a team that lost to Akron, lost to Duke. Almost beat Michigan. Lost to Notre Dame by 10. Northwestern did not win a single non-conference game. I think I said that earlier. Not a single one. But they went 8-1 in conference. Only in college football will that happen. 8-1 in conference. They have four losses. They played three non-conference games. They lost to Duke by 14. Lost to Akron by 5. Notre Dame by 10. They beat the Purdue, they beat the Purdue team that we were just talking about. They let Michigan off the hook. Let them come back and win. Beat a floundering Michigan State team who had a tough time Saturday against Rutgers. Beat in Nebraska, came back and beat Nebraska. God, I've never wanted to be blind, so blind drunk in my life until I watched that game. Nebraska Northwestern. They beat Rutgers. 
by three. When in, when they faced Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I figured Wisconsin was going to run right over them. Didn't happen. But Weston took them out, 31-17. Beat Iowa, 14-10. I mean, they're close games. They're one of the most inept offenses. It's like Michigan State. The only difference is they're off, Northwestern's offense actually kind of gets things done. They couldn't run against Nebraska. Couldn't run against Wisconsin. Couldn't run against Rutgers. Got the passing game going, I think, towards Notre Dame. Northwestern is a defensive-minded team. I guess it kind of goes with that when you have a defensive-minded coach who played linebacker at Northwestern. So now you have Northwestern Ohio State for the Big Ten Championship. A lot of writing on that. We'll talk about that in a second. How about we move a little further south? Let me go to the Big 12. What a clusterfuck that's going on there. Every time it looks like the Big 12 has something. West Virginia and Oklahoma are going to go back-to-back games. West Virginia's defense decides not to show up. Will Greer gets hit. The ball goes 25 yards up and straight up in the fucking air. It's a fumble on a guy. Oklahoma guy picks it up and scores. What? Really? No, the A&M LSU game Saturday night. I expect that score in a Big 12 game. I think you almost get it. You got Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Or Oklahoma State and Oklahoma going against going against each other. Um, I think Iowa State's really the only team that has a defense. Or good defense. And they've kind of been shaky. They, they had to come back against uh, Kansas State. Texas. Good. One of those teams I'm not a big fan of. But it is good for college football when they're winning. As much as I hate to say that. Fuck, I hate saying that. But it's a guy's honest truth. Who's going to come out of the Big 12? Right now, all you have is Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the only one that can come out of the Big 12 right now. With one loss. If they lose, it's gone. There's no way in hell this Big 12 team is going to get in. No way. Will they exact revenge? Exact? Will they get revenge on Texas? That's not a neutral side game, I don't think. That's, that she, it is a neutral side game, isn't it? Don't they face playing in Arlington? Or someplace like that? I keep, I keep losing track of that. God, just think about it. It's after the Red River... Shit, it's not called the shootout anymore. But the Red River rivalry... That was a game. That was a game. Now you get part of D. Yep, in, at AT&T Stadium, Arlington. Is that Jerry's World or some bullshit like that? Can Texas make a stop? We saw against Oklahoma State. Not really. <clears throat> yeah, but Paige, they, they, they beat Kansas and Alabama State and, and Texas Tech. Yeah, and they lost West Virginia by one. Lost Oklahoma State by three. They beat a Texas Tech team. They just fired their coach because they didn't get bowl eligible again. Cliff Kingsbury. That's a different story from a different time. Well, maybe not. They beat Iowa State. I like Iowa State. I was hoping they would do a, have a better showing. But they finished off the regular season 7-4. It's not too bad. Not bad at all. But I would have loved to see them do better. They're getting there, though. That's going to be a hot coach. He's going to be a very hot coach, Iowa State. Does Texas have a shot against Oklahoma? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be like conspiracy theories like there was when Ohio State made it into the Final Four a couple years ago against Wisconsin. They blew the fuck off Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin got their doors blown in. Will they beat Oklahoma? I'll tell you this. If the Texas team that showed up Last week, 
against Kansas, week four against Iowa State? No, they won't. You can't score 24 points against Kansas and only beat Kansas by seven points. Now, are they looking ahead? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not there. Was in the locker room. Don't talk. I haven't talked to any of those guys. I have no clue. But you almost lose to Kansas. The Kansas team that losing their head coach, they got less miles now. That's that's a weird one. We only beat them by seven points. Now you got to play Oklahoma. Again, that's going to be fun. But can they survive giving up 48 points again or 45 points again? When you're only scoring 24, scoring 24 against Kansas. Now, granted, Kansas did give West Virginia a run for the money earlier in the year. I don't think West Virginia was firing all cylinders. I think they've stumbled a couple times and got lucky because of the talent. Because let's face it, most teams, especially in the Big 12, are more talented than Kansas. Shit, most teams are more talented than Kansas State, which is amazing. That's a whole different drama over there. I, I, Snyder, yeah, he, he's he's a legend. He brought them wins and victories and predominance and when Nebraska was in the Big 8 and they're rolling over Kansas State and they're rolling over Colorado and they're rolling over Kansas and Oklahoma and Nebraska. It's kind of like what the SEC is right now. It's kind of like what the Big 12 or Big 10 is right now. It was Nebraska and Oklahoma in the Big 8. Texas was in the SWAC at the time, uh, Southwestern Conference. Not the SWAC, Southwestern Conference at the time, if I remember correctly. So you had Oklahoma and Nebraska. Those are two teams that were going to come out of the Big 8 back in the day. And Snyder goes into Kansas State a doormat and gets them to a point where now they're no longer a doormat until this last couple of years. And the drama there, I mean, his son has no coaching experience whatsoever. He coaches special teams. And the old fuck refuses to re- resign unless his son takes over. So the story, so are the rumors that I hear. If Snyder truly loves Kansas State, a stadium that has his name in it, I think his name is on the field, if he truly loves Kansas State and wants them to be better, set the fuck down and let them hire who they think is the best replacement. Don't play this fucking favoritism. I'm not going to step down until my, until my son gets the head coaching job. No, fuck you. And I hate Kansas State. Okay, there's a small amount of teams that I love, and Kansas State is definitely not on one of them. That's mainly because, like I said, Nebraska fan. I'm Big 8, Big 12, and now Big 10. Kansas State was a rivalry, in my opinion. Because they got better, actually. So it was a little rivalry. It was because of Snyder. That became a rivalry, in my opinion. Because he got them better. If he truly loves Kansas State, which, again, has his name on it. He's been there for since the school was uh, created. Since the foundation was laid on the first building. Step down. Let them bring in the head coach that they think will take them to the next level. Which now is getting them out of the bottom. Because they finished third to last. In the Big 12 this year. 5-7. and seven. Same record as Texas Tech. Who, like I said, just fired their coach. But nope. He won't do that. He's going to sit there until the day he dies. In my personal unhumble opinion, those, those of you who are big Kansas State fans, I don't apologize for what I'm about to say. But I think he's a snake in the grass. I think he puts on this old man charm. But I think behind closed doors, he's a fucking prick. And I hate to say that. I really, really do. But to me, he gives off that vibe. He's supposed to be this humble old man, but yet he won't step down until his son gets a head coaching gig. Again, as I hear 
rumors. But know, rumors are never true. Totally get that. I shouldn't say never. But rumors are rumors. And rumors can really fuck up real life. And I totally understand that. But when you hear from several different outlets, when it's a topic of discussion, sometimes rumors have legs. But it's neither here nor there. I got off topic. Oklahoma and Texas. Who's going to win? Who fucking knows? If Oklahoma wins, I believe they're in. To the Final Four. I think they'll squeeze into that fourth spot. I don't think no matter what happens with the Hell No State, I don't care if they win or lose, I don't think they'll make it in. I heard a great line today on the way into my office to do this. It was, it was an Ohio State fan, I believe. And he said something to the effects of a champion-caliber team does not get blown out by 29 points and then make it into the playoffs. Ohio State got blown out by 29 points against Purdue. Earlier in the year, granted. Well, they still got blown out by 29 points. Well, it was an early loss. No, it was kind of a middle of the season loss, if I remember correctly. What do I think is going to happen? Yeah, Alabama and Georgia. <clears throat> Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia's out, in my opinion. They're probably going to be fourth. I think they're fourth right now, ranked coming in. Georgia's out. They lose. Oklahoma wins. They're in, in my opinion. Clemson, they're going to face Pittsburgh. I think it's a neutral site game. They used to be in Charlotte. I think now it's in Atlanta this year. I'd love to see that be a good game. I don't think it's going to be. I know Pittsburgh's going in the right direction. So they just lost to Miami. Maybe they're already looking ahead. I don't know. Which kind of sucks. I, I like Pittsburgh. I really do. But I don't think Clemson's going to lose that game. So I'm not going to talk about Clemson. Notre Dame, 12-0. They don't have to play a 13th game, which is actually kind of interesting because a couple years ago, you have the Big 12 who, I don't think, they don't think granted, it's TCU and Oklahoma, if I remember correctly. I don't think they're undefeated. I might be wrong. One of them might have been undefeated. But because they didn't play a fucking championship game, they didn't get in. Here's Notre Dame undefeated, not playing a championship game, playing a week schedule, which I talked about earlier in the in the podcast. They're going to get in. Do they deserve to get in? You know what? Yes. I'm looking at who's ranked, who's undefeated. Yes. <clears throat> Do I think they should get in over Oklahoma and Ohio State if both those teams win their conference? Yes, I do. Even though I believe you should win a conference to get in. So, again, I don't think Clemson's going to lose to Pittsburgh. Notre Dame doesn't have anybody to play against. Georgia, who's ranked fourth right now, they're playing Alabama. That's kind of a de facto wild card game. <clears throat> Oklahoma has a de facto wild card game. Clemson has a de facto wild card game. <coughs> the only difference is if Clemson loses to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh isn't going in. If Oklahoma loses to Texas again, Texas isn't going in. If Ohio State beats Northwestern, well, they're not going in. Shit, they might not even go in if they win. They need help, in my opinion. UCF, I'm sorry, UCF, I love you and I backed you up. I support you, but Milton's not coming back. I know you have weapons everywhere. Trust me, I'm a Nebraska fan, like I said, and I saw once Martinez got hurt against Colorado and then against Troy, that offense, you need your starter there. <clears throat> now, you will have a week to get him ready. I don't know who he is, honestly, God. I wish I knew what his name was. I feel bad for not knowing. I feel really bad for not knowing who, who the hell he is. You're going to be playing Memphis. Did you play Memphis? You did. You beat him by one point. You beat Memphis by one point. And now you're going in to face Memphis again without your starting quarterback. I'm going I'm to be rooting for you. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be rooting for you. I wouldn't surprise me if you, if you lost that game. And I definitely don't think you're going to beat. If you win that game, I don't think you're going to beat whomever they throw you against in a New Year's Six game. Either I've heard the Fiesta Bowl if you may, if you win, I've heard 
send you back to the Peach Bowl. Okay. I'm rooting for you guys. I really, really am. I really, really am rooting for you. And if you come out and you win against Memphis, I think there should be a solid discussion about you being in the top four. It won't happen, but I think there should be a solid discussion. Looking through the rest of the top 25, I mean, let's see what this is AP top 25. Oklahoma, Ohio State, five and six. UCF is seven in the coaches' poll and the AP. Michigan dropped down to eight. Honestly, don't, I think Michigan should go further than that. I mean, Washington State dropped down five. They lost to uh, Washington. LSU dropped down four. Florida, I don't think Florida should be in the top 12 with three losses. I don't think LSU should be in the top 12 with three losses. I don't think Texas should be in the top 12 with three losses. But look at everybody else. The only team outside of the top 12, or two teams, three teams, outside of the top 12 that have less than three losses is Washington State, who's 13. Boise State, who's 19, who beat a very good Utah State team. And Fresno State, who's 25. Boise State and Fresno State are in the same conference. Same division. Not division, same conference, I'm sorry. The Mountain West. They're going to face each other again. That was a good game. Boise State, Fresno State, if I remember correctly, it was a very good game earlier in the year. Like, now they get to face each other again in Boise. In Boise. This is where the best, the highest-ranked team or best record team gets the game. <clears throat> I think the Mountain West is a very overlooked conference. I think the American Athletic Conference, I think it's a good conference. I think it has a lot, a lot more bark than it should. But I think the Mountain West is very overlooked. If you look at the coaches' poll... There's three teams from the Mountain West ranked in the top 25. Granted, they're on the bottom part of the top 25, but they're in top 25. In the AP poll, there's only two. If we look at both polls, they have several four-loss teams ranked in the top 25. Is this EA Sports, NCAA Football 2013 or 12, where the fuck it is, when they would have like a six-loss team ranked in their computer for the game? I'm going to start with the AP poll here. We got Mississippi State in four. Uh, you got blanked by Alabama. You're a good team. I don't know if you should be ranked. Northwestern, eight and four. I want Northwestern or root for Northwestern. I don't think you should be ranked. Texas A&M. You are now ranked because you scored 74 points against LSU, who scored 72 against you. I don't think you should be ranked. Iowa State, love you. You did win last week against Kansas State. You were ranked at the AP poll, but I don't see you in the coaches' poll. You're 7-4. Now, who should go in there? Uh, for the AP poll, I think Utah State should be in there. I really do. <clears throat> Cincinnati, I think, should be in there. I don't think I think Cincinnati has one or two losses. One was against, was against UCF. UCF. Stanford, Iowa, and Oregon. I don't – they all received votes in the AP. I don't think – I don't think you guys should be in there. I'm sorry. If there's a team in there – no, there's a team there with the four-loss – I don't see anybody. No, I think you no, UAB shouldn't be up there. UAB got smacked by AM. If they were able to hold on and play AM a little bit closer, I, I think, okay, I, I'd say UAB should be there, but I just don't. <clears throat> I mean, you got beat by 21 points, UAB. I mean, first off, great season. I mean, you guys won uh, your division of the. What the hell are you? What the hell? Do you guys move again? And for a team that was no longer. And they came back through donations, and people wanted to come back in the Conference USA. That's where they're from. That's what the conference they're in. 
Congratulations. I'm going to be rooting for you, but you have lost two in a row. And one of those losses was against the team you're going to be facing next weekend, Middle Tennessee. You know, it's by 24 points. So hopefully, granted, that was out there 21 points lacking that you took from AM. Hopefully, you weren't hung over from that. Hopefully, you weren't. So, with time winding down, let's just go through the conference championships real quick and, and I'll fucking get out of your hair. I gotta find gotta find it first. I don't know everybody who's playing. I should know this. Alright, first off, we get the MAC championship. Northern Illinois versus Buffalo. Buffalo is a six seven quarterback. Six foot seven. That is not a tiny young man by any means of the imagination. Six seven. Couldn't tell you anything about those teams. I'm gonna go off a history on this one, which is I don't know that Illinois used to be really, really good. Buffalo, their helmets look look cool. I really don't know what to say about them. I don't. I don't know who's. I don't know who is gonna win that game. I don't have the foggiest of ideas. I wish I knew. I really do, but I don't have the foggiest of ideas. This will be they. They play Friday night, November thirtieth. Also that night, you have um, the Pac-12 championship. What? Pac-12, man. They just don't give a fuck about football. But you got Utah and went Washington. Utah had to come back against BYU. Washington beat up Washington State pretty mightily, to my knowledge. Then Northern California, Santa Clara, home of the 49ers. Never been to the stadium, couldn't tell you anything about it. That's going to be – I think it might be a good game. I remember – I think the year they played once this year already – I believe Utah beat them. Washington has been up and down this year. They went in high hopes against Auburn. Just ran into a very good front line. They weren't used to a line like that, which is amazing because this is a Pac-10 or Pac-12. <clears throat> Sorry, Washington beat Utah earlier in the year. I was wrong. But this is the Pac-12. You're supposed to own the recruits in the West. You're supposed to have those big guys out of Hawaii, out of Southern California, out of Washington, out of Oregon, out of Utah. You're supposed to control those guys and keep them in the West and have some of the best defensive lines. You look at when the Pac-12 was awesome, when USC was awesome, they had dominant front lines. Offensive line and defensive line. When Washington went to the national championship, they had a pretty good defensive line. Last year when Washington State made the run, where were the headlines? What was that defensive front? But let's face it, the Pac-12 doesn't give a shit about football. Watch your recruiting day. On National Signing Day, watch what watch. You'll hear more information. You'll see more shows on the SEC Network, the Big Ten Network, the ACC Network, the Longhorn Network. I guess Longhorn Network kind of counts as a de facto Big 12 Network. You'll find more information from the Mountain West and the American Athletic Conference on recruiting than you will on the Pac-12 channel. In this day and age of narcissism and wanting to be on TV, you're not going to win recruits that way. So Pac-12 doesn't give a shit about football. They want to be good at water polo. They want to be good at tennis, chess, rowing. They don't care about football. They don't care about basketball. I don't know if they even care about baseball, honestly. Minus Oregon State, when was the last time you actually had a really big dominant team in baseball come out? USC used to be dominant. <clears throat> I guess the last couple of years, I shouldn't, shouldn't say that. I mean, Oregon State did win, what, two in a row, three in a row, something like that in baseball. Oregon was ranked. 
big top 10 last year. Cal was ranked, I believe. Softball. He's, hey, Pac-12 loves softball. Arizona. UCLA. But I digress. Who's going to win that game? Figure Washington beat Utah 21-7 early in the year. I think Washington's getting back on a roll. Utah did come back against BYU. BYU is kind of an up and down. I'm going to go with Washington in that one. I think Washington's going to pull it out and go to the Rose Bowl. Saturday, we got Texas-Oklahoma. I already talked about that game. Uh, if the Texas team that showed up against Kansas and Iowa State shows up, they're going to get embarrassed. If Oklahoma, the Oklahoma team that's been showing up, they're going to fucking blow up Texas. Again, you can't beat Texas and only score 24 points against Kansas. Nothing take, not, not trying to put down Kansas, but you are Kansas. You fired your coach and hired Les Miles, who's in his 70s, 60s. That's a different story, different time. Maybe later in, later on, we'll, we'll talk about all the coaching changes and my 15 cents on that. Conference USA, UAB, Mill, Tennessee. We already talked about that briefly. I don't, I, I hope UAB pulls it off, but I think it's, it's in Mill, it's in uh, Murfreesboro, which is where Middle Tennessee State is. I think Middle Tennessee is going to come back, come out and beat them. They did beat them twenty-seven to three last weekend. Some about Louisiana and Appalachian State. Which Louisiana is it? Fucking Louisiana Monroe? Is it Louisiana Lafayette? I'm gonna go with Appalachian State just because. <laughs> That's the only reason right there. Just because. I don't have any horse in that race. Honestly, I'm gonna go Appalachian State just because. Because it was Penn State. That's probably that's why I'm gonna go with it. Because they almost beat Penn State. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna go with App State. Shit, again, I don't know what Louisiana team they're facing. Is it Louisiana Tech, University of Louisiana Monroe, University of Louisiana Lafayette? Which one is it? I'm stalling time right now to try to figure out which one it is. And I'm really intrigued. Really intrigued. No, I'm about to say Fast Nine Two. Uh, Lafayette, there we go. They're the Raging Cajuns. They've kind of been a perennial uh, champion. They've been, I mean, they've been solid for the last couple of years. Kind of underrated. They've been solid. Uh, this year, the 7 of 5. Still going to go with App State on this one. Uh, App State almost beat Penn State. I don't. I think Penn State is a little overrated this year. I really do. I think losing to Quan really hurt them. McSorley was off and on. So I, think, I, I hate to say it, but I think Penn State wasn't as good as advertised coming in this year. Next game we got on the docket. Well, we already talked about Memphis and UCF. UCF, I'm rooting for you. I only beat Memphis by one with Milton. Milton's out. It is at home. It's going to be a ruckus crowd. Will they be able to pull it off? I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Will they be able to pull it off? The defense can play, but the defense also gives up a lot of in, a lot of uh, yards. So I don't know. Memphis can score. It's gonna be a fun game. I think I think that's gonna be one of those fun games that you watch. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game again. It's gonna be a fun one. You saw Milton get hurt in the first half, and they were able to pull away and win 38 10 against South Florida, who I think has fallen off a lot. They were. High hopes there, and they've kind of fallen off the last couple weeks. So, Memphis UCF last game, or game earlier this year was at Memphis, where UCF won by one point. Now the game is in uh, Orlando, with the 
like I've, I've been repeating over and over again, I'm a little worried now. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it without Milton. Milton's not going to be there. <clears throat> but I'm assuming it's McBride who, I'm not McBride, but from Memphis. I'm a fucking moron. That I am. I guess if there's one saving weird grace, it's UCF suddenly played 11 games because of the hurricane. You came through. My pick, I'm going to go know it. And uh, I think UCF might lose. I'm going to go with UCF. I think UCF might pull it off. But I don't think they're going to win the bowl game if they get into – well, they're going to get into New Year's Six game. I think if they lose, they'll drop probably 15 or something maybe, I assume, but I don't know. All right. The SWAC, Southern Alcorn State, uh, Historic Black College. I like watching those games. I might watch it this weekend. I haven't quite decided yet. I don't know if I'll have time, unfortunately. It's Christmas time. Yeah, you got to put lights. Mountain West Conference, Fresno State, Boise State. That's going to be a tough one. It is in Boise. It gets cold in Boise. Fresno State and Boise State. That's going to be a fun one, I think. Fresno State, I think they're almost an all-around good team. Rush-wise, pass-wise, defensively. The Boise State-Fresno State game. I think Boise State came back and won that game, if I remember correctly. That's going to be a fun one. I got my money on Boise State, but it wouldn't surprise me if Fresno State pulled that one off. We talked about Northwestern Ohio State. That kind of finishes off Saturday night, December 1st. Well, be, yeah, Saturday night, December 1st. ACC, the Big Ten Championship at the same time. <clears throat> You'll kind of get an idea by that, by, by then, who's going to be in. Clemson and Pittsburgh, I don't – I want Pittsburgh to win just to fuck everything, everything up, but I don't think they'll be able to. I think Clemson is too strong. Uh, everybody talks about the weakness of Clemson secondary. I don't think it's going to happen. Northwestern Ohio State, which Ohio State team are we going to see? Are we seeing the one that embarrassed Michigan? Or are we going to see the one that was just embarrassing itself? That's going to be fun to see. Northwestern, not an offensive powerhouse, but they have a pretty good team. Pretty good defense. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun this weekend. Some good games. Then we get into bowl games, which I know no one else gives a shit about, but I do. I love bowl games. Love going to them when I can. It's exciting times. It really is. There's a handful of teams that have an opportunity this week. Small handful. Where do you know Notre Dame is in? Because they don't have to play conference championship. And if Alabama loses, what happens? Oh, yeah, they'll get in because it's SEC. I forgot. My fault. So Alabama, I'm assuming this is my assumption. This is just my assumption. What I'm thinking is going to happen. It's going to be Alabama 1, Clemson 2. Even if Alabama plays – even if Alabama squeaks by Georgia – I think it's going to be a close game. If Clemson blows up Pittsburgh, which I kind of think they're going to do, they'll be at two. Like if, if Clemson scores 100 points and shut, shuts out Pittsburgh and Alabama beats Georgia by two or one, I think Alabama will stay number one still. <clears throat> so Alabama and Clemson, one and two. I don't agree with Notre Dame being three because they're not playing one more game. And let's look at the schedule. Minus Michigan, who I think we found out who Michigan is. Against Ohio State last week, they hadn't played anybody. Stanford's not ranked. Virginia Tech lost to a 2-10 and 10 Old Dominion team. USC, 
not bowl eligible. We go by schedule. I don't think Notre Dame should be three. And they should be four. I think they should still be in, but I don't think they should be three. Of course, in the game, we go by schedule. I mean, Alabama wouldn't be ranked. I guess I keep forgetting about Syracuse and Notre Dame. I don't think Dungy played for Syracuse, though. So who's the fourth spot? Who's the last one getting in? Georgia loses. They're out. They'll go to Sugar Bowl. Oklahoma wins and Georgia loses. I think they slide into that fourth spot. It'll be Alabama and Oklahoma, which will be probably like the A&M LSU game. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't. I, I think people are giving the SEC defense too much credit. We saw last year Georgia and Oklahoma. Georgia was supposed to go in there and roll over Oklahoma and stop the high potent offense. Overtime? Can we see overtime and score in the forties? If Oklahoma loses to Texas, Georgia loses. Does Ohio State move into that fourth spot? If Ohio State loses, Georgia loses, Oklahoma loses, US, UCF wins, does UCF jump a two-loss Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Georgia team? Think about that. If Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State all lose and UCF wins and UCF doesn't get that fourth spot, just think about the crying and moaning that people are going to do. Just think about that. Supposed to, be, supposed to put the best teams in. Well, the best teams lost. I'm tired of hearing about that. Supposed to put the best teams in. You are. If that's the case, supposed to put the best teams in, why is Florida in the top 12? Why is it three loss LSU in the top 12? Why is Washington State ranked? Why is Penn State ranked? If you're supposed to put in the, top, the best teams, then you know what? Just knock off. Let's put Alabama and Clemson in then. Let's put the best teams in, not the teams that earned it. Bullshit. What's the point of playing 12 games, putting their bodies through that, going through that stress, going through all that schooling shit? Well, for the most part. You earn your spots. You go in there, you win the, your conference, you earn that spot. Let's put the best team. Why fucking hand the best teams in if they've lost three or four games? If they've lost a game and the game, and there's another team that's undefeated, apparently they're not the best fucking team. Well, strength of schedule. Look at Alabama's strength of schedule. Tell me how many ranked teams they face besides LSU and Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a one-dimensional one offense. LSU, I'll give you LSU. They did dominate LSU. Mississippi State likes to run. And when you have an eight-foot-tall quarterback, it's, he doesn't hide very well. So, finish off with this. Alabama's, they win, they're in. Duh. If they lose, they're probably in. That's just how it is. Because of the whole of the best teams. Now, I think you should earn it. If you're the best team, that means you've earned it. And you're good enough to earn it. Clemson, I, I, I don't see Pittsburgh giving them a run. I'll root for Pittsburgh, but I just don't see it. Notre Dame's in. I, I don't like that, but I can't argue with it. And again, the reason why I don't like it is this my, my morals. I think you should win a conference championship to get in. If I had my way, every conference champion would be in the playoffs. That's every conference champion. That's a Sun Belt, Conference USA, Mountain West, American Athletic Conference, the MAC. Everybody should get in. Every conference champion should get in. Because what's the point of playing? If you're in the MAC, Conference USA, what's the point of being the FBS or FBC? It's BS. Fuck, it's, B it's BS. FBS. Okay? That's just what it is. Not FBC. It's FBS. What's the fucking point of being here? Now, there's no shot in hell to get to the playoffs. What's the point of being dropped down to FCS like Idaho did 
and go to a true playoff format when they bring in 24 teams. You play 10 to 11 regular season games. Every conference champion makes it, and there's at-large teams. 24 teams. That's a fucking playoff. Four teams is basically a popularity contest. That's all college football is. College football is a popularity contest. <clears throat> if Alabama lost six games this year, they'd be ranked 12th. If Georgia lost six games this year, they'd be ranked 20th. If Washington State lost six games this year, you wouldn't even see them on the list. You wouldn't even hear about them. You would forget that Washington State even existed. Everybody says SEC is the best. I, I personally don't think so. I think there's more parity out there than you realize. The SEC may have the best team. That I'm not going to argue with. Alabama's a good damn team. Seeing it week in, week out. Their offense is dynamic now. It used to be kind of one-dimensional game management. Saban has unleashed the horses. And they're fucking scoring points. It's not like this is a 24-21 game or a 24-17 game or a 28-17 game. Or a 6-0 game like they had against LSU a couple years ago. <clears throat> He's unleashed the horses. And they're fucking running over people. And they're throwing the ball over everybody's heads. Do I think Alabama is the best team in the country? I think they are. But I'm not going to sleep on Clemson. If Alabama loses to Georgia, it's because Kirby Smart knows something that no one else does. Georgia's a good team. I don't think they're Alabama good. But if they can beat Alabama, they can make Alabama become undisciplined like Auburn was in the first half, they might have a shot. Only problem is the game is four quarters, not two quarters. That's the Citadel. That's Auburn. So my top four prediction for next week, I think it's probably a bull show or something on Sunday. We'll bring it out on Sunday night or something. Maybe Saturday night. I don't know when it's going to be. Probably Sunday. <clears throat> I think Alabama's going to be one. I think Clemson is going to be two. I think Notre Dame will be three. I actually think they should be four, but I think they'll be three. Again, just because they don't have the extra game underneath the belt. I think I think Oklahoma's going to be four. I think Oklahoma I think Oklahoma's going to beat Texas. Uh, it's hard enough to beat teams once. Like It's hard enough to beat teams like Oklahoma once. Try to do it twice. Now, it is against Texas. I mean, it's a rivalry game in a championship game, which is awesome. I don't expect it to be all fuzzy and hugs. It's going to be in your face. Especially after the linebacker said, oh, you sucks. Which is kind of funny. Kind of shitty that he had to apologize for it, but fucking fun, please. <clears throat> now, if Oklahoma loses and Georgia loses, does Ohio State get in if they beat Northwestern? They probably will. But again, I don't think they should. He lost by 29 points against Purdue, who had to win their final game to go 6-6. Six and six. Well, Who else will go in? UCF? UCF is not going to jump over Ohio State. I've said that before. You know this. No point in me fucking saying it again. So I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose Oklahoma as my fourth seed. That's what I think is going to happen. And we'll see what see how all fucking goes down Thursday. For, well, 39 doesn't matter because it's Pac-12 and uh, the MAC. It's Pac-12 and the MAC, if I remember correctly. So number one, Alabama. And number two, Clemson. Number three will be Notre Dame. And I believe number four will be Oklahoma next Sunday. The second, first of December. And I think that'll be your playoff. I think that will be your playoff teams for this year. 
And if I'm wrong, hey, well, I'll bite the bullet and admit it. So that's my rambling for today. Very first podcast down. Hopefully we can edit this and make this shorter. Very first one down, I talk some college football. Normally where we go back and forth from college football, some good beer, beer drinkers, other sports. Not an NBA fan, so probably won't be talking much NBA. But we can't talk a little college football, or college basketball, I mean. Other sports. Can talk beer, talk some travel. Kind of everything in, everything in between. Try not to have just one topic, but it's probably going to be college football during the college football season. I watch the NFL just to piss everybody off. I don't watch it to watch it. I turn the TV on just to piss off all those people who are mad about black guys kneeling. And I go to Chick-fil-A just to piss off of the liberals who say that Chick-fil-A hates gay people. Not because I believe in it. I just do it just because I can. Contrary, I guess. Asshole. I can live with that too. So we'll talk about things throughout these podcasts. Whatever pops up. Try to keep it at one time. Like I said, this is the first podcast we've ever done. <clears throat> we, me, I've ever done. Love college football, love beer, love sports, love travel, love shit in general. Try to stay away from politics as much as possible. And I kind of went down that road just a second ago. Politics are very dividing, very just tricky. You say one thing and you're wrong, no one wants to talk about it. And I'm not going to sit here and talk politics. It's not fun. You talk politics and they get people get angry. So, thanks for listening. Don't have a Twitter right now. Don't have an Instagram right now. Probably just do the Twitter route. Catharsis Podcast is kind of a uh, up-in-the-air name. I like it, but eh, we will see. Might change it up. Would like a shout out to my sponsor, Cathartic Apparel, because they pay me nothing. Matter of fact, it costs me money. But a shout out to CatharticeApparel.com. You got some really cool stuff on there. Yes, I own it. If you don't like it, fine. I don't care. All right, that's enough of my rambling today. Thanks for letting me listen to my own voice. You guys have a good one. And fuck up the world.